This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What's up, y'all? It's your man, Ernest. So you love Ernest. Same guy, different name. Back again with another episode of the Let's Talk About It podcast. So, yeah, let's get right into the shit. I ain't got no announcements, really. Uh, well, I guess one, people gonna be like, oh, if you do listen, you're gonna be like, oh, I, I thought you said you wasn't talking about Kanye. Guess what happens when I talk about Kanye? Views, bitch. What, guess what happens when I get the views? Money. Uh, so... <clears throat> I'm going to be talking about Kanye and Drake, um, and you know, there it's not everything that Kanye goes through or says I'm going to cover, but if it's involving a situation such as a beef that I'm going to give my honest opinions on, uh, sure, I'm going to do that, uh, so that's that, but we're going to get into Kanye, the last topic, once again, timestamps in the description box below. Uh, what I wanted to start off this episode with was the topic of the internet not being real, okay? Now, uh, yes, it is a real thing, meaning that it, it's actually in exist in exists, it's the morning time, people, that's what you, that's my excuse, that's what I'm riding with always, but it is an existing thing, it's an existence, so yes, in real, it, it's real in that, but I'm talking about real as in the <clears throat> representation of how people really get down offline you know what I'm saying like how they portray themselves uh offline a lot of the times people and this co- should come as to no surprise but it may to some of y'all listening <clears throat> a lot of the people that you see portray themselves a certain way online where whatever social media platform you see themselves portraying themselves as when you meet them in person or if you ever meet them in person it's very likely that you're not going to meet you're not going to see those same personalities that you see online it's very likely now it's also likely not very likely but it's likely that you will meet somebody who is just as they are online and offline what i mean by that is basically uh well you you're you're likely going to meet people who if they portray themselves on on you know twitter on instagram a certain way and then you meet them and it's like okay yeah you really are as you are portrayed online uh you know that that's happening all right um so i am not saying in any way shape or form that everybody on social media is putting on a facade because if i were to say that then i would have to put myself in that same category and I clearly do not. Uh, but what I mean by <clears throat> this shit isn't real is basically just 
the ideas, the outrage, the the shit that people on the internet get upset at, um, or claim to be upset at, have a problem with, not really being a real uh, issue in real life, right? I talked about the whole uh, Sean Faye bringing up the gender role bullshit last week. Again, if you didn't check that episode out, it's obviously still up there. So wherever you listen to this episode, just go back and uh, go back to last week's episode and check that out. But talked about <clears throat> her and all the other weirdos online making a big deal out of... Uh, Ed Sheeran wearing his casual Ed Sheeran attire uh, when he was performing next to Beyonce during a Nelson Mandela legacy concert. Um, you know, Ed Sheeran and and others at that event basically made it. It basically confirmed what I said last week that there was no type of male female dress code. Beyonce was not forced to dress the way that she dressed. She chose to dress. It was basically a choice. Everyone had a choice to come dressed to the nine or to the zeros as, you know, you know, they they had the choice to wear what they wanted to wear. All they had to do was be respectful to the legacy of Nelson Mandela and celebrate that as well and perform if they were there to perform right uh and that's what ed sheeran that's what beyonce and that's what all the other performers and acts did as well um so how false or unreal uh was last week the outrage and like i said i'm willing to bet all the money that i have which if I were to get a return on all the money that I got, <sighs> yeah, Sean Faye and everybody else who was taken up for Sean Faye, uh, where's my coins? Because I was right. In reality, nobody gave a damn about Ed Sheeran's attire compared to Beyonce. But Beyonce didn't feel pressured into wearing something because she's a woman and she had to look professional. She had to look, you know, extravagant uh, at this event. Beyonce did what Beyonce always does when she's performing live somewhere. She dresses extravagant and she does her thing. Right. So once again, that that outrage was like I said, it was fake and um it wasn't a, a, a true representation of what people, of how people actually felt or thought. That's just one instance, one of the many instances that happened on the internet that shows that this shit really ain't real. Another instance, and this is this situation is why I felt the need to talk about this. It's because there's a... I don't know if you know about this, but uh, there's a model slash teacher. Uh, I don't know her real name, but on Instagram, she goes by the name The Honey Loaf. Um, and she got back basically some page or whoever uh, gave her backlash because she's a thick woman, basically. 
she's a woman with curves she got a fat ass and everything but she's a woman with curves and she was teaching and she's not she's a college teacher by the way but she was teaching and it seemed as though uh a lot of these teachers do this nowadays they record their uh classes or whatever um it is what it is but it seemed as though the focus you can see her entire body in in the in the in the uh, recording yes uh but of course you know how the internet is especially if you're on instagram you're not on instagram to look at a teacher uh most of the time i'm gonna say you're not on instagram to look at a teacher uh teach whatever the hell she's teaching right you're on there to look at some buns (laughs) so um to the viewers such as myself and all the other people who watched that video, we was looking at that uh, Miss Honeyloaf. That's what I'm gonna call her, uh, Miss Honeyloaf's um, her her curves, right? Sure, she was teaching something. She was writing on the whiteboard and stuff. But uh, yeah, we we don't. Well, I don't, at least I can't speak for everybody else, but I don't really even know or remember what the fuck she was teaching. I was just looking at that eyes, okay? Now, again, this is Instagram. And my thing is, that's what I, I go on Instagram to see attractive people and attractive things. What I mean by attractive things, I, I look at cars on Instagram that I think are attractive. I look at food on Instagram that I think are attractive and nutritious facts as well. Uh, but uh, I look at uh, women who I think are attractive. Uh, anything that is eye catching to me, uh, I have an obsession uh, obsession with looking at guns. Yes, uh, you know my obsession with guns is just you know it's. It's crazy, right? Oh my god! I'm not. I don't mean like in this obsession. Like I just want to shoot them off. I, for some reason, like looking at them, uh, and looking at like the mechanics and how they work and shit like that, right? But you know, I have a lot of weird obsessions, I guess. But I just like uh, that's what my Instagram is for. When it's not for me making my little vi- 15 second or so video clips or whatever, it's for me basically to look at some attractive. Sh- attractive shit ain't nothing wrong with that but people were calling for miss honeyloaf to get fired and saying she is being in a she's wearing clothing that is too fitting uh and, and uh she needs to dress more modest and, and let me tell you miss honeyloaf was was covered uh she had the teacher dress pants on which yeah, her figure showed off all those that those buns and those curves in it, but she also had like this button-up shirt, like this long sleeve button-up shirt, uh, like she was real business casual kind of looking, but she's a teacher. Would you want her to dress up in three-piece suits like Hillary Clinton? Even if she did that, her, the way her figure is shaped. She would probably look good in that way better than Hillary in those damn outfits. So it won't, it doesn't matter if she was dressed up like your typical IG model in a bikini or just half naked, or she was dressed up like Hillary Clinton, or she could dress up like Mother Teresa. You got curves that show off your body, you got curves that show off your body. That's just what it is. 
and what people need to do. And this is going off on a tangent separate from the outrage of the internet. But what people need to do is stop trying to regulate women's bodies, especially women of a certain body type, like like curve curvy women and stuff like that. It, it, it's stupid because nobody says to us guys with bulging biceps in our chest that when we wear shirts because we like to we don't we don't like wearing triple xl shirts we like shirts that are fitting uh at least me i like shirts that are fitting not super tight but at least fitting right no one tells us oh you 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 can't be showing off your your delts you can't be showing off your your uh your fucking uh chest your 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 biceps and stuff you're making me jealous you need to stop dressing that way because if anybody were to tell me that i'm a i'm a i'm gonna put them in the headlock <laughs> so shut up but back to the whole uh internet being not being a real thing she did an interview and basically uh because of the flack she's getting, which again, people, y'all be giving these people flack and make them more famous. Y'all did that to Demetria Oblar, or Ob- I believe that's her name. I be getting, I, I might be getting her uh, last name fucked up, but she's, you know, the thick, uh, uh, weathered, uh, weather lady, right? She's the, uh, you know, the light skinned, real pretty weather lady that, uh, you know, some, some, some old wrinkly white bitch years ago made a Facebook post about basically trashing her and saying, calling her fat and stuff, but trashing her and saying she doesn't want to see a woman shaped like that when she's watching the news and she thinks it's inappropriate because her kids watch the news and shit as well in the morning and they don't need to see all that thickness it wasn't like demetria once again while she was reporting on the weather or the traffic reports uh that she was wearing a bikini or some victoria's secret fall line lingerie she she's dressed in a dress as i see most women who are reporting the weather or traffic on the news are wearing shit even the ones who sit behind the desk all day when they come up from under that desk they're wearing a dress so she's just wearing the appropriate attire that's fitting for her job to shame her because of her body again that's a separate tangent that's probably for another episode for another time but it's utterly bullshit and i ain't riding with that of course not but miss 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 honeyloaf did an interview and basically in that interview she brought up a great point in saying that the internet isn't a real what people say on the internet and the representation uh you know the outrage on the internet people have is is not even the type of reactions that she gets not only from her students who are adults but people in general employees employers don't say to her 
uh, well, you got to dress a certain way or you're too thick for this job, so we're not hiring you or your body is a distraction. So we're firing you. They've never said that to her. And this is these are her words. All right. I don't know this woman, so I don't know, <clears throat> you know, these things to be factual. I'm just going based off what she said. But she said that no one's ever given her shit for her job because of her curves her teaching job I should say now obviously because she's a model and models not every model but models especially when we're in the era of people loving curvy bodies they have to maintain a a body like that or they're getting paid to be models for uh, whatever entities that uh, that like to celebrate uh, curvier women. So, and that was my initial thought, even prior to her bio, reading her bio, and then prior to hearing her restate that she was a model and a teacher. When I first saw that video, yes, I was like, man, that ass is fat and she looked good. I bet you she's not only a teacher, she's a model because a lot of these models do other things as well. Right? A lot of these teachers, let me just say, do other things as well. Maybe if we started paying teachers as we paid athletes, they wouldn't have to rely on <clears throat> other jobs, other high profile jobs, uh, to make a livable uh wage, right? To live comfortably, whatever comfortably is to them. And maybe teachers who uh, who are, you know, just teaching now feel like they're living uh their wages they 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 have a comfortable wage and that is perfectly fine but i'm saying as someone who used to work in the school uh with teachers um i can tell you that they deserve even the asshole well not the asshole ones but teachers in general deserve a lot more than what they're getting i'm not just talking i know this woman is a college professor right uh but I'm saying teachers in general. So, long story short, people, the internet is not real. The outrage, the bullshit, and I I wanted to talk about how, basically, yeah, basically why I wanted to do this segment is to basically just put that message out there that whatever fucking bullshit outrage that you see going on online, it's not happening offline. And it's also going to serve as a reminder to myself that this shit isn't real. So I should not let it affect me in a way to where I am feeling negatively about myself or uh, I'm changing the way that I think or how I move because you got some people who are just on the internet portraying themselves to be who they truly are you know you can't allow fake people with their fake outcries and their fake caring to affect how you really feel about yourself how you really feel about your life how you really move out here and that's all there is to it
Alright, yo, so uh, Next one, Ebro for the moments Alright, so Basically, if you didn't See the viral I guess, uh, I don't know what counts For being viral or not, but I'm just gonna say viral The viral clip of Ebro <coughs> Asking Kodak Black About his uh, The sexual assault Allegations or claims or situation That went down uh, when it, whenever it went down, I'm not quite too sure about that. I just heard other people, uh, once again, online, which you don't know which is real or not. So I don't really partake in the discussions, but I've heard people discuss about Kodak Black being a rapist or being you know, sexually assaulting some, or being involved in a gang raping of, you know, a woman or whatever. But, uh, I don't know the schematics, so don't hit me up on that. I'm just here to talk about the Ebro bringing it up and then Kodak obviously feeling some way about it to the point where he just got up and left said interview that he was supposed to have with Hot 97. Uh, Ebro is telling people, watch the entire interview. And of course he is. He wants people to view into that just as much as they viewed into the clip and all that other shit. Here's my thing. A lot of people were coming at Ebro saying that Ebro is wrong for bringing it up, especially when Kodak was there not to talk about the situation, but whatever whatever the fuck he's got going on musically, right? That's what all artists uh I'm pretty sure show to the show up to these radio stations to do is to talk about their music projects and not some rumors or if they're going through court cases or legal battles not to talk about that also people got upset with ebro because before ebro even uh got his question off about it he made it clear uh well he even said that i know this is not something that we talk about or we're supposed to talk about because it's still a pending case or whatever you know the shit like that and kodak can't really say much about it but then proceeded to ask him a question about it and expecting an answer or i don't know what ebro expected kodak to do but he asked him a question and when you ask someone a question you typically expect an answer okay uh unless it was a rhetorical question but people who typically ask rhetorical questions phase phrase it that way or they let it be known you don't have to answer that so uh he did not make he didn't say this is a rhetorical question nor he nor did he say you do not have to answer he just asked a question. Now, nobody has to answer any question to be real with you, especially when you go to these these stations. Um, but why I'm saying Ebro in this situation is still uh, on some, some nut shit, some sucker shit. It's not because he asked Kodak about these situations. In fact, we need to ask more we need more people when they are faced with accusations to be asked about said accusations. I don't give a fuck if those people feel some type of way about the rumors or whatever, even if it was false, if it is found to be false. Uh, the simple fact of the matter is sexual assault is something serious. 
Um, and we, and if you're a journalist out there with some integrity, uh, and true, true, true honor to journalism, you're going to ask questions about that. You're going to be unbiased, but you're going to ask questions, especially questions that you're pretty sure people want to know the answer to. Now, as the person who is uh, being asked that question, they have a choice at the end of the day to answer or not, or to walk away like Kodak did. Um, Walk away at some point because he didn't immediately walk away. But my thing is, people, Ebro does this shit all the fucking time. He's a moment chaser. And that's the one thing Charlemagne brought up, has brought up in the past that I agree with Charlemagne on uh, 100%. Ebro is a moment chaser. Ebro will do things or say things or he'll try to be the, I'm the honest guy. I'm the guy that's keeping it real. I'm the guy that's not afraid to cross that line. He, he, he'll play, he'll put on that hat. He'll act like he's that, but he's just looking for moments, moments for the radio show, moments for, you know, internet fame, moments for all the other shit, right? He's just that. And that's what it is. I don't, I, there's, I don't, I'm not saying that Ebro doesn't give a fuck. I mean, he, he, yeah, I'm not saying that Ebro you know, cares about, uh, well, he doesn't care about sexual assault victims and just rape and sexual assault in general. I am not saying Ebro is, you know, that heartless to where he's like, fuck these victims. I'm going to act like I care, uh, about them just for these views. But I do think Ebro is a dude who cares about views, who is fallen victim to caring more about, uh, yeah, the views and the money he could get from it, uh, than actual human life, alright, it's the morning time, y'all, I'm I'm not on it today, but, um, and what I mean by human life, I'm not talking about Kodak's human life, I'm not saying, well, he should be more considerate about how the question was gonna make Kodak feel, well, if Kodak and his buddies did gang rape somebody, or sexually assault somebody, right? They should have been more considerate with how it would make that individual feel. So I'm not with the, let's call it the feelings of monsters and predators out there. No, fuck their feelings, because they don't give a fuck about nobody else's feelings. So why should we care about theirs, number one? Number two, a questioning, questioning somebody's act is still will end will never be as heinous as raping somebody sexually assaulting somebody so once again ebro is not wrong in any way for asking questions i just don't think that he is real genuine and this is how their show goes there's him laura styles and there's uh rosenberg Rosenberg will try to play the good guy, right? The good cop. Ebro obviously wants to put on the bad cop. And Laura wants to be the peace-loving, everybody let's get along, but she'll sit there and be quiet. They all know what the fuck their role is. They all know what the fuck they're doing. 
They all know how to play. They all know, okay, when Ebro does this, I'm going to sit back and do this. When Ebro, you know, doesn't do this, this is when, and this is when I step in. All of it is planned, people. This isn't some organic type of, you know, reactions that you're getting from Ebro, Rosenberg, and Laura Styles. And I bring them three up because it's the uh, I'm talking about uh, Hot 96 because the the interview happened at Hot 97. But a lot of these radio stations do that. A lot of them, where there's multiple hosts to them, it's okay. This person does this. This person does that. This person uh, reacts this way. And if person A reacts this way. This is what you do, person B. And person C, this is what you do. Okay? If person C, you do this while person A and B will will attack you and be on the guest side. But in actuality, we're just trying to make the guests feel good. So, we'll make it seem like we're attacking person C and we don't fuck with person C. But we work with person C 365 days of the year. We've been with person C for the past 10, 15 years. And if we really didn't like working with person C, we would have already stopped working with person C. You know? So it's all just a setup. And I think that when you understand that, if you're going to do these interviews, you're not going to get flustered by anything. But... I always say this shit anyways. If you can't do the crime, uh, if you can't talk about said crime or said accusations or whatever, don't do it. Now, again, once again, things happen where it is proven to be false. I don't know the situations of the Kodak uh, sexual assault thing. So I can't. So I can't. And I'm not going to say whether I believe it is true or false. I do think he is a creep though Just by based off looking at him And his actions and shit So and then there was that IG live video He did once of get him And his buddies getting head from this white chick And he was talking to uh, What's her name Daniel Bergoli Not calling her her rap name uh, When she was like what 14 and he was trying to get her to twerk on Again this is IG live This idiot documents his creep shit but I guess he was trying to get her to twerk for uh, twerk for him and all the people watching on IG Live. Now, whether she did it or not, I didn't watch the live because I am not trying to uh, watch a 50. And he it wasn't like he was like 14, 15 at the time, too. Kodak is what in his early 20s. The fact of the matter is you in your early 20s and you talking to a 14 year old girl. That on IG live or just talking to a 14 year old girl period that isn't your little sister or that isn't your little cousin, your niece, no family ties at all. Some random girl that you saw on the Internet. You're like, okay, I like how ghetto she's acting. So let's see how ghetto she is. Let me see her twerk. You were in your early 20s and she's 14 at the time. So that shit right there is enough for me to say, yeah, this nigga a creep. So 
again, I can't say whether I believe this shit is true. The sexual sexual assault accusations are true. But when I see creep doing creep shits, it doesn't, it wouldn't shock me if it did come out to be true. But speaking on the volumes that it is true, someone asked you a question on it. If you don't want to talk about it, guess what? You nor your homeboys should have been gang raping or sexually assaulting somebody. And if your homeboys get down like that, you need new homeboys. So that's that. But back to the focus on Ebro. I don't believe he, he gives a fuck. It's all moments to him. He's going to keep acting like it. His people are going to back him up because that's what they do. This is not a thing of trying to convince me to believe that Ebro's a real nigga. Oh, he's a real guy. Nah. Because the more I see these moments, I I, I I just see somebody who's like, oh, you're, you're just creating these moments. You're And these, they, these people, they've fallen into him. Because they can't read the signs, but it's like, bro, you're just trying to create a moment. And I'm not hating, but I'm definitely not looking at Ebro as some fucking hero or some, uh, you know, crusader for sexual assault victims. I'm looking at people who actually give a fuck about that shit. So, yeah, on to the next topic. Alright, so next topic, we're going to talk about ghosting your job. I saw this trending on Twitter, and I'm all for ghosting your job, people. Yeah. Uh, What I mean by ghosting your job, uh, well, basically another plug for myself before I get into that. I, I did an episode talking about why I've ghosted, again, on this podcast. This was a couple months ago, actually, during probably when the weather was still nice over here on the East Coast. Uh, so, um, you might have to search all, well, you not, it's not my, you will have to search back, uh, you know, a couple months to find that episode. Uh, but you know, I've talked about ghosted when it comes to dating, right? I'm guilty of it. I'm not going to front out here. Like I said, plenty of times in episodes, I don't portray myself to be a saint, whatever you think of me because of these episodes, because of whatever, that's your thoughts, but there's no way you're not ever going to hear me say, I'm a saint, I'm perfect, I'm this, I'm that, and I'm, I'm a third. Nah. <clears throat> but ghosting your job, all right? Before I get into why I'm for it, let me explain what it is. There are just like other types of ghosting when it comes to like in a dating scene. I guess these are the two types I've came across when it came to like people ghosting their job one meaning that somebody uh has gone through the interview process of a job they got the job they you know they get a start date saying okay you're supposed to start the job shit tomorrow next tuesday next week or whatever so right uh and they don't show up to that job right the job is calling them. They don't answer the calls. If they get calls or whatever, uh, they don't show up to work. Basically, they don't even start. 
That's one way of ghosting your job. Another way is is what I saw a lot of people for some reason get upset at folks for doing. Uh, is those who do not leave a two weeks notice before they stop working uh, at a job, right? That's the type of ghosting I'm for. Now, the interview type shit, I'm not for that type of ghosting, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, you're obligated to go to work. If you got that job, they hired you. You, Yes, when, if an employer hires you and they say they they thought you were a good fit for that job or whatever position, right? And they hire you, they go out of their way to hire you. I think that if they if it's the case that they actually value you. Now, if they just hire you because they need a motherfucker there and they don't really give a fuck, they just need someone there. Yeah, I'm not with that, but... If they hire you, if you go for this interview, especially if uh, those are uh, people actually that stated, again, it's the internet, so I don't know what's real or not, but people were stating, oh, I've gone to places that, you know, had three interviewing processes, and I went to all three interviewing processes, and I did not leave them two weeks, I either did not leave a two weeks notice when I left the job, or I didn't show up. To me, it's a waste of time, especially if a place. I've never gone to a job where I had to interview three times. And there was a, you know, in all three times, it was the, you know, average, the best average out of the three. If two out of three or three out of three said, sure, let's hire him, then I got the job. I've never had a job like that. It was a one and done type thing. Either I got the job or I didn't. But, uh, with that being said, uh, it's still a waste of time, whether you're doing one interview, two interviews, or three, to where uh, if you're going there and you get hired and they say, sure, start tomorrow, sure, start this day, right? Because usually they ask you, when can you start? That's what they usually do. Uh, so it's really up to you. Do you, you tell them? So if, if you're starting tomorrow, it's because you said you can start tomorrow. If you're starting next Tuesday, it's because you said you you can start next Tuesday, right? That's that's the case. When they ask you, obviously, when can you start? Um, so to me, it, if you're doing it because you some for some reason lost interest in the job. I think that realization should have came prior to you showing up for the interview. Because that was always the case with me. Was if it was like, yeah, you know what? Uh, I got the notice saying that uh, they want to interview me this day. But I don't think I'm going to work here. That I didn't waste my time going to that interview. I didn't waste their time uh, interviewing me. Now, why I'm for ghosting, though, your job, especially when it comes to people not handing their two weeks notice and just saying peace out. Well, to me, it's a respect thing. I can only speak for me. 
but I know for a fact that, well, the job I work at now fucking sucks, but, and they're definitely not getting a two weeks notice, I'm telling you that right now, I'm telling y'all that, and, uh, if they listen to this, which I doubt it, but if they somehow get to listen to this, oh well, they can decide what they want to do at this point, I don't care, but, um, yeah, they're not getting a two weeks notice from me because I don't respect them. And why I don't respect them is because they do not respect me and they don't respect their employees in general. Not every employee they disrespect because there are certain ones which I won't talk about, but there are certain ones that they do respect. But I'm not one of those certain ones. Uh to me, two weeks sending a uh, two weeks notice to an employer is a uh, shown of a sign of respect as to and it's a way of saying thank you for hiring me and seeing my potential and all that other stuff. If you've gotten raises there, if you've gotten job opportunities uh, there, uh, if you got certain opportunities at that job, uh, you were able to grow uh you know, career-wise because of that job, those places deserve two weeks' notice, right? Because especially if because of that job, you got another opportunity uh, that is going to, you know, be more beneficial to you, you owe it to that job uh, a two weeks' notice so they can prepare and also in that notice, you you owe it, you owe them a thank you, especially if they're respectable. Like I said, this job that I'm at right now, not the podcasting thing, because I love this job here, but this other job, the one that you know, my main source of income, not just this, but you know, my main source. Fuck that place, fuck them. They're not getting two weeks, and I'm not the only one who feels this way. Heck, some girl was just saying. Uh, I heard her talking to some other, uh, you know, someone else that we work with the other day saying that when she she's going on vacation, well, I think she's on vacation now, but she's on vacation, not only just from work, but from school. The semester just ended for a lot of us. So spring semester doesn't start till, you know, months from now, but the semester just ended and she's on vacation just in general from school, from work all that but she's not coming back after vacation period that she's just she's just leaving she's that's her way of of getting the fuck out was let me go on vacation for these two weeks (laughs) and then just not return now she gave me a good idea i was thinking because i've always thought when i started this job especially when i started getting the disrespect it was yeah, I'm not giving them a two weeks. I'm just bouncing, right? That's number one. Number two, she gave me an idea like, shit, sh- should I take on some vacation and then just never come back from that vacay? Either or I'm bouncing. I'm just leaving. But yeah, uh, I'm not going to sit here again and act like, oh, you should not go through job, people. You you should be grateful that the old master gave you job. Master give you fuck out of here, yo. These, these, that's the problem. These businesses 
First of all, they need to understand that they need people. They need people. I'm tapping on my laptop because I want y'all to know how serious I mean by they need people. So start treating your employees like people. Not fucking work uh, work machines. Not just what can I get from them? What can they do for me? That's my problem. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that's every business. Certainly is the point. Certainly is the case for the business that I work for. But it may not be for the business that you work for. But they need people. So to expect us as people, especially people who value themselves, such as myself, expect us to look at you and say, oh, you know, um, You, you could treat me any type of way because you're paying me. Motherfucker, one, you're not even paying me enough. I'm so glad that because of, you know, the wonderful folks over at the Anchor app, I have now given the opportunity to get money for these podcasts. Even if you listen to this podcast on Spotify, on Pocket Cast. Apple I uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to this podcast, I'm grateful in that in that fact that I'm able to get paid because of that. But that would not still that still would not mean, and I'm not saying Anchor or Spotify anybody has disrespected me because I've gotten the best experience from especially when contacting people from anchor but that does that wouldn't give any of the entities wherever you listen to this podcast that wouldn't give any of the people who work for these entities who run these entities managers and shit that wouldn't give them a right to try to treat me any type of way simply because they're paying me or i'm getting paid i should say based off the advertisement So, enough of that bullshit. And I am 100% for people ghosting. People call it ghosting their job. I don't call it ghosting your job. But, you know, we're going to ride it out and call it ghosting your job on this episode. It's letting your voice be heard. Because... If you do what I do and say, yo, you're not going to disrespect me this way, this, that, and the third. These motherfuckers don't listen. They will apologize, but then do the same shit again. So, uh, uh, their apology wasn't, wasn't, uh, sincere. You know, stupid shit like that. So, of course, I'm with anybody who says, fuck this place. I'm out. Give a fuck about no damn two weeks notice. People go there, but but for those extra two weeks you get paid and then listen. 
I don't know how y'all operate, but this is how I operate. No amount of money is worth the disrespect. No amount of money is worth my mental health deteriorating, okay? I got mental health issues as is. I don't need more on more, more piling up. And especially over some money, over some measly $300 checks. If that's sometimes two seventy fucking nine. So, and it, and it wouldn't matter if those text checks were thirty thousand or three thousand or two thousand. I'm a human fucking being. We're human fucking beings. You don't disrespect us because you're paying us. You need us. So you might as well make sure that we're happy. We're satisfied. Because if not. You could put all the posters on the wall. Talking about some. We're here to, to create a great working environment. All those posters don't mean shit. You just cut down some fucking trees for nothing. For bullshit. So I'm all for people ghosting their job in that situation. Other reasons as I saw why people claim they were they have ghosted their jobs dealt with social anxiety issues, such as them, I guess, getting the job, yeah, but they something in their mind was telling them they had like uh, confidence issues, self esteem issues, but confident issues, and. They felt they were going to be a failure at the job. So they just did not show up for work, especially after getting their interviews. I mean, landing uh, the job after their interviews. It happens. Let's not be insensitive to those people. Trust me, if I'm telling you not to be insensitive to a group of people, you're being insensitive to be a, a group of people. Me out of all people saying don't be insensitive. Shit, if I'm calling out insensitivity, you know something is being ins- is something is not being uh you know s- sensitive or caring to the feelings of others. I saw people being insensitive to folks who suffer from self-esteem issues have social anxiety issues to the point where it will affect their performance oh those people are just weird they don't have good communication skills oh those people just too afraid to tell their boss that they 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 don't want to work there anymore it's deeper than that it's deeper than some yes mass ass nigga being a uh, just just being a punk and not wanting to piss off boss. It's way deeper than that. Even that is an issue within itself, but it's deeper than that. It's deeper than the kiss ass not wanting to be uh, disliked by somebody who they will never ever see or connect with in their life outside of work. So, 
Stop being insensitive to those type of people. And once again, I'm all for ghosting your job. If it's coming to the point of, I don't respect this place, so fuck them. You know, they'll get the message <laughs> by the two weeks, you know, by if you haven't showed up a week or so, or if they, if you haven't answered their tw- tw- 20th call or you got their number blocked, they should get the message. If they're still calling you after a fucking year, number one, they're desperate and they're wasting their own time. They could have hired somebody to fit your position. They probably don't because they probably don't have somebody to do that because A, nobody could do what you did for that business B, nobody's just applying for that said position and that's it it's more so A nobody could do what you were doing and what I mean by that is not physically the work because anybody could physically do that that work but what you brought what you did above and beyond the 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 intangibles that you may have brought to that place no one else could uh do or if they can do it it's probably gonna be somebody you know it's going to take them a while to, to find somebody to do those things. Is what I'm saying. But they fucked up. They meaning the business. The job. They fucked up. They should have treated you like an individual. They should have respected you. As a person. As a human being. Instead of. Getting what they want from you. Looking at you as what can I get from them as long as the problem is rectified, we don't give a fuck. And now they lost you. And now you got a bunch of kiss asses on Twitter calling you uh, 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 a, a socially awkward weirdo or an ungrateful bastard because you decided not to put in your two weeks notice. No. What you are is a person who values your life, values your respect, and has dignity, and has a backbone, both literally and figuratively, but you're a person with that. And you will not stand for the fuck shit that these jobs are trying to do because they've been getting away with it for so long because a lot of the people that you work with aren't as brave as you. So to all my fellow job ghosters out there, you know, keep making sure that your job, your life, it's valuable. And yeah, that's pretty much why I'm going to set that. Uh, I'm going to end that topic. So on to the last topic. All right. Last topic. Kanye versus Drake. <clears throat> Man. Um, 
how I see people doing this, they're breaking down Kanye's tweets about Drake, or I guess to Drake or whatever, his Drake-related tweets. They're breaking those down and reading them, and then they're giving their thoughts on it. I'm not doing that. I'm not going on Kanye's page. I, I, I actually got him muted. So the only way I can see his tweets is if I actually go on his page and and uh, see them. But as far as anything like that, I don't see his shit ever on my timeline. Not even when people retweet it because I can't see it. Why? Because... Number one, I also turn off the retweets of most of my followers because I don't want to, I don't care about the shit they say. Also, I have him muted, so I can't see it. Yay! Clap it up for me if you have the clap future. If you're on Anchor, listen to this on Anchor. It, send some claps that way. Um, but Kanye versus Drake, whose side am I on? Nobody's side. I think they're both corny ass niggas. I think they're both fucking weirdos. I think they're both fucking childish. This is shit that I've been said months ago, years ago, about them two niggas. I'm not choosing a side in this shit. Sorry if you were listening to see, I wonder whose side Ernest is on. Is he on good music or is he on OVO? None of them hoes. That's what, that's the side I'm on. The none of them hoes label group. Because... You know, I Drake, every, he does this whole, he'll bully you, he'll bully you, and then when you do something to him, he'll play the victim. Why is everybody picking now me, but then he'll want to pick on you? Kanye doesn't do that, but he's the, hey, I'm all about love, guys. I'm all about love, but behind the scenes... This motherfucker is plotting against you. All about love, but you plotting against motherfuckers. I don't believe none of this shit. Uh, Kanye, uh, first of all, you say, don't threaten me. Don't threaten my children's father, basically. When did Drake send a threat to Kanye? I may be missing something, people. I don't listen to their music either. So I don't listen to the back and forth uh, shots that they throw at one another, which, again, is another stupid thing. Me, I'm going to bring it to your face type of dude. If I got something to say, I'm going to say it to your face. I ain't with the subs and shit like that. Yeah, have I subbed people and shit? But one one time, and if I that was that. If I have something else to say... At the, you know, at the end of the day, or if you have something else to say to me, I'm going to want you to say it directly to me. If not to my face, on Twitter, on whatever social platform that you have me, you have access to me um, on. If not, shut the fuck up. That's what I'm going to need these two dudes to do. Meet up, fight in a Sephora store (laughs) or some fashion store. And shut the fuck up after that. Because I don't really care about who moved to Calabasas first. Guess what? Both them niggas rich enough to move there, live there. And guess what? I don't have as I don't have Calabasas money. I'm worried about where the fuck I'm living. 
you know, gentrification is happening in my neighborhood or is going to happen in my neighborhood and all over Boston, really. But fuck you for Marty Walsh. That's what he wants. But, uh, you know, I'm going to have to worry about where the fuck I'm going to be living next. I ain't got time to be worried about who moved to Calabasas first. I ain't got time to worry about who wants this beat cleared and shit. Drake, if you want some affordable beats, hit me up, my nigga. Like, you ain't got to get nothing cleared because I use royalty-free beats and I create my own beats. Therefore, uh, yeah. So, that's that. But, um... Oh, I'm yawning. I'm being kind of off in this episode. Maybe, maybe I'll listen to it and be like, "Nah, I wasn't off." But yeah, y'all, like, I what am I supposed to say? Sorry if you wanted some in-depth. Oh my God, you know, Ernest is gonna go in on either Kanye or Drake, or he's going to choose a side. No, just because you heard me talk shit about Kanye. the past few months past few years really if you've really been paying attention to me um doesn't mean i'm team drake and just because i don't speak anything of drake really is because all i've said of drake i usually i i said the same three or four things about drake he's a crybaby he's a bully he's a drama queen and he's fake four things I say those same four things about Drake I don't feel the need to always throw it in your face that I feel those ways about Drake when I know dudes are phony but so is Kanye so Kanye saying shit like Drake all he does is mess with people with mental issues you know he's talking about himself He's talking about Kid Cudi. I I I know Drake was throwing shots at Kid Cudi at some point. I don't know where they fell out because when I first caught wind, I knew Kid Cudi before I knew Drake. But how I knew Drake was through Kid Cudi. So they obviously had some type of relationship that was cool. Prior to them falling out for some reason. But yeah, Drake has thrown shots at Cuddy. Don't know why. I don't know why Drake does a lot of the shit that he does do. I only attribute it to him being a bitch. (laughs) That's pretty much it. Sorry for the language for those who are just, you know. I'm not sorry for the languages. It is what it is. I got this nonchalant i'm in my nonchalant mode right now yeah i'm just i'm literally i'm gonna paint this picture for y'all what i'm doing right now i'm laying down phone in my hand speaking not giving a fuck about drake or con yay west in their fucking drama queen beef i do want to see them fight though them two not their ass kisses from their camps. I don't want to see people trying to jump push a T. You know what? This is how I'm going to end off this episode. I'm going to say everything I feel about the whole Drake and Kanye situation. That that involves 
not only Drake and Kanye, obviously, but the people involved in it. Since I brought up Pusha Terrence, let me let me talk about Pusha Terrence. I think Pusha Terrence is a good rapper. I don't necessarily like a lot of Pusha Terrence's songs, but that does not take away from his rapping ability. Heck, I said I basically said the same. Well, not the same thing because there are uh, more songs, more Earl songs, uh, singles that I like than Pusha T singles. So scratch what I was about to say. But that doesn't take away from Pusha Terrence's rapping ability. Where I think Pusha Terrence, my issue with Pusha Terrence is, is uh, Mr. T- Mr. Misha, 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 <laughs> Mr. Pusta. Nah, let me be serious. Misha, Mr. Pusta, P- say that five times. Mr. Pusha T. Pusha Terrence is clearly riding for Kanye, obviously, because that's the dude he signed to, and I'm yawning because I don't give a shit, but that's the dude he signed to and all that stuff, but Pusha T, is coming at Drake for doing bitch nigga shit, but not coming at Kanye for doing bitch nigga shit Kanye and Drake are the same guys just one has a bigger ego Kanye has the bigger ego but let it not let's not make it let's not get it fucked up Drake's ego is off the fucking charts too it just so happens that Kanye's ego is off the fucking charts and it's in the fucking solar system at this point. And it's probably hitting all the other planets as well. I don't know what life on Mars and Pluto is looking like, but Kanye's ego is probably up there as well. Anyways, I'm not with that. I don't give a fuck how good your bars are. I don't give a fuck how gangster you portray yourself in the music. You're fake to me if you're not calling out the bitch-ass actions of the people that you ride with, but you're calling out the bitch-ass actions of the people that you're not riding for. Pusha Terrence, if you really wanted me to believe that you're real, you'd call out Kanye's bitch-assness. And don't be the individual that says, How you know he's not doing it behind closed doors? I don't know that. Maybe he is doing it. But from what I see, he's not doing it. So therefore, I'm going to assume he's not doing it until I see otherwise. That's that. Another reason why I don't think that he's doing it, and that's not just him, but everybody else who got their releases fucked up, their lo- those little their albums this past June fucked up by Kanye... It's because y'all let this nigga take over your projects and ruin this shit. And everybody who did a project that was sponsored by Kanye West this past summer says they hate their fucking project. But they didn't have the balls enough to say to Kanye, I don't like this shit. Shout out to Tiana uh, Taylor though. She was vocal. After the fact, but she at least was vocal. But none of them niggas, Nas, Pusha. I think Pusha, out of all Pusha, the reason why he's not saying shit 
other than the fact that he's riding Kanye's coattails, is the simple fact that from what I hear, I didn't listen to those albums purposely, but from what I hear, that was the only Kanye-related release that past June, uh, this past June, that was worth listening to. All the other ones were trash. Nas, trash. Tiana, trash. The Venture with Kid Cudi, trash. So, I think if the reception was bad for Pusha, Terrence, Terrence over here would be mad at his release. So that, but that's another reason that just says that these niggas ain't, y'all, y'all looking at Kanye, y'all, y'all not really being real with him. And this is why he spirals into these acts it's because he doesn't he still surrounds himself with yes men even these these so-called yes men portrayed portrayed themselves to be real niggas they're really yes men they're just a different type of yes men they're yes men that can do for themselves when most yes men cannot do for themselves but a yes man is still a yes man whether you can financially do for yourself or not you're still a yes man if you're a yes man same goes for yes women who can financially do for themselves and can't do for themselves you're still a yes massa ass nigga men and women who do that now as far as this whole drake situation I listened to the Pusha Terrence interview he did with Joe Budden on the Joe Budden, well, on the Joe Budden podcast with Joe Budden, Rory, and Maul. Shout out to those three uh, gentlemen right there. Enjoy listening to their podcast. Um, but, and, and I'm not going to act like I didn't like the interview. Push says that it was 40 that gave him, that told, basically told some chick all their information uh, well, all the information Pusha T got on, uh, you know, the the diss to Drake, and the chick relied it back to either it was Kanye or Pusha himself, or you know, just that side, that camp, right? I didn't say much. Well, I don't think I said much when that news came out. But I totally believe it. I totally totally believe Drake's best friend is a simp-ass nigga just like Drake. Drake's best friend is a low self-esteem nigga just like Drake. And who will confide in any chick that's willing to show him they, that's willing to give him any type of day because he's not used to that type of attention. Or he's a cornball nigga, so it's he, he instantly falls in love with every fucking chick, even if the chick makes it clear to him, I'm just here to fuck. He can't find it within himself to take his emotions out of it and just, well, his loving emotions out of it and just look at it as what the situation is 
a sexual encounter. So I believe Pusha. I believe Pusha. I believe 40 was the pillow talking ass dude. uh, Simp. He is a simp just like Drake. And that's probably why they best friends. They both some simp ass niggas. I never saw two simps beefing. Only time I've seen a simp beef with somebody. It's with real niggas like myself. Niggas who call them out for being simps. I ain't never seen simps beefing with one another. That's probably the only admirable thing about simps is their camaraderie game is top notch. (laughs) They get together. But as far as me choosing a side, and I am not saying that's what people are doing. Well, people are doing that, but I'm not saying that that's what everybody's doing. I'm not doing that because both sides are, have bitch ass bullshit that I don't, I don't count co-sign with. And I am not saying in, 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 in any shape or form that, well, maybe, maybe in my standards, my standards of what it is to be friends with somebody is way too high. But if somebody portrays certain attributes that I just find to be bitch ass, attributes or bitch assness I'm not gonna want to fuck with that individual yo simple as that because it's gonna make me look like I'm okay with bitch assness especially if I'm calling a bitch ass nigga for being a bitch ass nigga and standing next to a bitch ass nigga that's how I see the shit they both they meaning Drake and Kanye at the end of the day they're both weirdos. They're both bitch ass niggas. They're both fake. But I do want to see them fight. Because I want to see them get hurt. Sorry if I sound fucking evil. I didn't say I want to see them get shot. I didn't say I want to see them stab one another. If blood has is drawn because they're both fighting. That's funny. I'm not going to act like... I'm gonna laugh. I'm not going to laugh if Drake ends up breaking Kanye's jaw. <laughs> or Kanye ends up busting Drake's eyebrows open. <laughs> Let me stop. Listen, people, I'm sorry if I upset it any of y'all talking about this. But if you wanted to know my thoughts, there you have it. This has been another episode of the Let's Talk About It podcast with your host, Ernest, who you love, Ernest. Same guy, different name. Timestamps in the description box below. Hit that donation link. As always, share this episode. Subscribe if you're not already subscribed. And until next time, you hear from me when you hear from me. Stay black. If you're black, stay beautiful. Black Lives Matter. And I'm out. Peace.